Hey guys, it's Cream, aka Miss Cream of the Crop, and welcome to my Cream Talk. This is my first clubhouse room that I've hosted, and I'm nervous, but it feels great. So I thank you guys for being here, and I appreciate it. So let's just get right into it. I'm going to go ahead and start this out <laughs> on a familiar note. So Usher had confessions, Jay-Z had 444, Beyonce had Lemonade, and Janae Aiko had, well, all of her albums. <laughs> I'm sure you get where I'm coming from, but this is Cream Talk or My Coffee with Cream. This is my album. And yes, my album has a bit of cheating, lies, trauma, and redemptions. So while overcoming, I eventually learned to win while I wait. So most of you might be here because you want to know how to win while you're waiting. However, I'm almost certain you're here to be nosy, but well, we'll just call it curiosity. <laughs> I've always been the inquisitive type, but never nosy. I've love, or I love, love, love learning about new things, but honestly, I could care less about someone's personal business just for the sake of knowing. And my family, family business was and is family business. So I guess that made me become a super private individual. Being private made me less nosy. And I figured if I don't ask you about your life, you won't ask me about mine. So that was okay with me. If you volunteered your business, then that's on you because I'm still not going to tell you mine, but your secrets are safe with me. <laughs> the irony is that I never learned how to let anyone in, but I expected them to understand me, know where I came from and relate to me just because I was a good person. I eventually learned to share, but not enough for people to relate to me, just enough for them to know that I was human. However, if you ever crossed the line, I cut you off and I kept it pushing. I learned that that's not a good thing to do, but it is something that I did. It's something that I had to work on. And the problem I started facing was everyone around me started being or falling by the wayside. I was hurt, I was confused, and I was angry. Like, how could all these people that I've done so much for do this to me? Don't they see how hard I go for them? Don't they see how loyal I am? Don't they see, like, how could they do this to me? So when all of this was happening, I wasn't as aware of myself as I am now. Despite my high IQ, I had a lot to learn. And we'll come back to the lessons, but let's talk about winning while I waited and how that statement had a different meaning through each stage of my life. So when I was younger, I was the kid who never got in trouble. I followed the rules and I did what I was told. The few times that I did get in trouble, I would try to talk and explain my way out of it. I perfected my negotiating skills early. So the win was figuring out that doing my chores, being obedient and doing well in school gave me rewards. It made me a trustworthy child. I had unlocked the door to adults. <laughs> Do what you're told and they'll give you what you want. I mean, that seemed pretty simple. <laughs> the weight. The weight was doing homework, excelling in school, completing all my chores, extracurricular activities, and being respectful. The win in all of that was big allowances, getting my own phone line. You know, back in the day, you could get your own phone line. It was the... You, it was hot shit back then. The ability to uh, hang out with my friends and the biggest win was getting my first car at 14. It was a black sports car. 
Now, I never snuck my car out. To be honest, I never snuck out of the house at all. My friends told me I was crazy and what they would be doing if they had a car. And the key word in that sentence is the word if. I say that because if means they didn't have a car. And the reason they didn't have a car is because they would sneak out. That's not winning while you wait behavior. I waited and asked permission because the win, well, the win was driving wherever the hell I wanted to go without guilt. I don't like to feel guilt at all. It's one of the reasons that I am an upfront and honest person. I would rather deal with the consequences head on than have to deal with guilt. I, I just That's just something I don't like. So hopefully you're starting to visualize how all of this is shaping me into being the adult that I am today. So from the outside looking in, I was a girl who had everything, cute clothes, a car, and the ability to do whatever I wanted. So of course, some animosity, the bullies and the negativity came along with that. But what they didn't see was the girl whose father passed away when she was eight years old. So she had to help her mom with her brother and sister while maintaining good grades keeping up with all of my extracurricular activities and attending church four times a week. And that was mandatory. Okay. That's another cream talk, but church was mandatory. My mom had a really good job that paid very well, but she was a single mom whose time was divided between work, church, and her three children. So they wouldn't know any of that because what happens in the family stays in the family and they meaning the people on the outside looking in. My life was private. I smiled smiled while driving my two-seater every time I had to pick up my sister from school, my brother from football practice, or any other to-dos my mom gave me because I was happy just to be driving. Driving was a privilege that I learned in private. So now we're gonna fast forward to adulthood. Well, young adulthood. I knew what I wanted at a young age. I wrote out business plans, designed my house and planned my wedding when I was in the sixth grade. Yes, the sixth grade. My teacher gave us an assignment and asked us what we wanted to be when we grew up. And I came back with a folder with at least 10 loose leaf papers in it, clamped in the middle. I had designed my house with all the measurements, what color was going to be, the type of glass, all the how many rooms, how many bathrooms, the different types of rooms that were in the house. I had my wedding dress designed. I knew what fabric I wanted. I knew what I wanted my bridesmaids to wear. I knew what I wanted to do as far as my business. At the time, I wanted to be an architectural engineer. I came with the full business plan. At the time, I didn't realize it was a business plan, but looking back, it was a business plan. It was a life plan. So I knew early on that I wanted to be my own boss or at least have a career where I could dress well, have my own desk and office and be the boss. I also knew that I would have to have my children young or not at all. At the time, I wasn't aware that you could get married and choose not to have kids, but I didn't know that. And I also thought you couldn't have kids if you weren't married. And that goes back to the mandatory church four times a week. So I knew I wanted to get married one day and I knew that that meant children. So I also knew that I wanted two children, one boy and one girl. So fast forward a little bit in life. 
I became a mom at a young age, not sixth grade, <laughs> not sixth grade. Okay. Um, but I was young and I got married at a young age. <clears throat> I had a girl and a boy and that was just what I manifested. It, then came another boy and five years after that, another girl. So I had two sets of what I wanted. And when I started college, I was already a mom and a wife. And I thank goodness for honors classes because I had graduated high school with college credits. So I was already two years in when it came to school. So grateful for that. So I was a mom, wife, full-time student and a full-time job. And I had a full-time job. So from the outside looking in, people only saw the marriage, the car and the zip code that I lived in. But let me pause for a second. A lesson that I learned is that in between waiting and winning are seasons. A waiting season, a season of lows, a season of super lows, a season of highs, a season of super highs, and a season of winning. So back to my life. <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted to tell you guys that really quickly. But I never could have imagined how much animosity other women could have towards you just because of a wedding ring. But it also never dawned on me that most of them were young like me and probably going through phases with F boys. And here I am with this shiny ring and hyphenated last name. And how could I know what they were dealing with? Because again, your business is your business and mine is mine. I remember an ex friend stopped talking to me. A lot of shade was thrown leading up to our friendship breakup. I was baffled at the shade and hurt that our friendship ended, but also relieved of being let off the roller coaster. But she later reached out to me and confessed that she was envious of my relationship and um, envious of me being a mother. And she took it out on me and apologized. So her season of friendship was over. Listen, I continue to live my life privately. If you know, or if you knew anything, it's because I chose to let you in. I never flaunted my life. I lived the life that I wanted and worked hard to maintain. I never saw my life as enviable. I don't know if that's a word, but I never saw my life as that. <laughs> I knew I wanted to get married and have kids, so I did. I knew I didn't want to be a single mom, so I chose the best partner for me and the best father for them. I wrote all of this down in sixth grade. <laughs> I never knew what manifestation was back then. But I think back, but as I think back, I manifested the hell out of my life. <laughs> Despite the animosity, envy, and shade, I lived my life and found my purpose. While everyone else saw the roses or focused on the roses, the house, and the white picket fence, they didn't see the weight. The weight was having kids young because I knew I had to have my kids young if I was going to have my kids because I knew what I had planned for my future. So having kids young, getting married young, going to school full time, working full time, a house payment, a car payment, daycare, utilities, groceries, the stress of maintaining a marriage at a young age. Your life is now responsible for other lives. No sleep, going to college full time, postpartum depression, something that I wasn't aware of and didn't even know was a thing at that time. I just knew I didn't feel like myself, but I kept it pushing. Working on my brand, studying while studying for class, I remember staying at work late, sitting at my desk, 
or in a conference room studying because I was so tired. I knew if I drove home, I would fall asleep and not get my homework done. I could definitely go on, but they didn't see all of that. They didn't know about all of the sacrifices I made as a young adult who traded in those years for a win in the future. I knew what I wanted in life and I was willing to make that sacrifice to get it. So what was the win in all of those weights? The win was starting my brand in 2004, doing what I loved on my off days, opening up an office in 2009, gaining clients, traveling for my brand and clients, being able to provide a great life for my children, similar to the one I had growing up. There's a lot that I'm leaving out because I'm saving, I'm saving that and all the really juicy bits for another time. Because right now we're focusing on the season of winning while we wait. So now I'm a mom, a wife, a student, an entrepreneur. It's just like, geez, what more could I add to the list? But that's, that was my life. So this is why I rarely accept excuses from people. I don't expect you to be me, but I do expect you to be empowered enough by your goals that you at least try to reach them with maximum effort. So, all right, we're in a home stretch of waiting while we wait. I'm now an entrepreneur. Everyone is like, what? You own your own business. You're an entrepreneur. What is that? Girl, you are crazy. You better not lose your good corporate job and benefits. So at this point, I'm done with school. I've been promoted a few times and I'm making bank. When I say bank, I'm making bank, okay? Bank. I was in my 20s, my early 20s, and I was making six figures, okay? But the thing about it is that I never gave up on my purpose. I would talk to my clients on my lunch break take over the phone meetings on my way home, work overtime to fund my brand, miss out on parent-teacher conferences and doctor's appointments. And this is where having two parents comes in handy, okay? This right here is where having two parents comes in handy. <laughs> I remember one of my daughter's teachers rudely saying, I didn't think she had a mom because we never see you. In that moment, I definitely prayed my strength in the Lord, okay? Because when she finally did see me, this is what you say. I definitely pay, pray my strength in the Lord. So I don't know if you guys have had a chance to listen to my interview with Angela Believes, but she has a brand called Godly and Gangsta. And in that moment, I was ready to be Godly and Gangsta, but I decided to silently pray my strength in the Lord. I smiled at her. I kept it pushing, but just know inside my mind, I was fighting her. <laughs> So I had a job, my side hustle for eight and a half years. So I'm going to say that one more time. For eight and a half years, I had a job and my side hustle until one day I walked in at 8 a.m. and lost my job at 10 a.m. Now, people will tell you God, the universe, the ancestors, the Holy Spirit, whatever you believe in will show you what you need to be shown. You have to listen they're only going to show you what you need to be shown for so long before they disrupt your life. For two years before I lost my job, I knew it was time for me to go. But let's go back to what I said. I was in my 20s and I was making bank. And I had good benefits and I had a car note and a house note 
and humans that depended on me to take care of them. <laughs> I was not about to quit my job, but the universe, God, the Holy Spirit, the ancestors, and everyone else did it for me. Like I said, I walked in at 8 a.m. I lost my job at 10 a.m. For the first time since high school, I didn't have a job. I felt like Mr. Krabs. Everything was spinning because I was losing me money and me benefits. <laughs> so it took a week to get over the initial shock of not having a corporate job, but that's where the win came in. I had my brand, my clients, my hustle, and my office. I had been building up all of my life for this. And now it's time to put everything into action. This season was one of the biggest tests of my life. From the outside looking in, I was Miss Cream of the Crop. I had a huge team and office. I was throwing big events, traveling. My clients were out here and everyone wanted to be on the team or at least affiliated with my team or if anything, they at least wanted to party at the Petrophis. And I'll tell you guys why we called it that later. What they didn't see was me being an unpaid intern for 10 years for a well-known brand. They eventually upgraded me to free hotel status when we traveled. They didn't see me funding everything for my brand and my team. No one on my team was paying me. They didn't see me network my ass off at every event that I could get into. They didn't see how many people I helped behind the scenes for free, for F-R-E-E. -E. They didn't see me lowball my fees so that people could afford to work with me. They didn't see me constantly get overlooked and passed over. Not one of the people that I interned or worked for for free reached back and put me on. None of them, N-O-N-E has reached back and put me on. I put myself on. I put myself in the position I'm in. I worked my ass off to be where I am today. I invested in me to get me where I needed to be today. Everyone saw me get publicly embarrassed a few times and no one took up for me. They watched, gossiped, and laughed and no one took up for me, no one. I had public embarrassments and private apologies. And to be honest, I only received two apologies. I confided in very few people, but the ones that I did, their actions behind my back quickly reminded me of why a private life is a better life. So I decided to hide my family from the world and accepted that I was in a low season again. So now I'm back to fighting. Now, not fighting. See, look at me. I'm thinking about the teacher. <laughs> so now I'm back to figuring out how to win while I wait out of all of this. Or while I wait all of this out, I should say. So I'm speaking on 10% of what I endured. Um, because the rest of it, I'll tell you at a later time. So I lost another best friend and I was devastated. To this day, I have no clue why we're no longer friends. All I know is... Someone told her something and told her not to tell me who they were and what they said. And the day that our friendship broke up, everyone close to me was sitting at that table. They would be the only people that would be able to say anything because they would be the only people that I would trust to tell secrets. And those would be the only people that would have any privy or anything that have anything to do with me and anyone close to me. But I have never and would never disrespect her to this day. But I had to accept that our friendship season was over. 
So now I was a high functioning, depressed human being at this point, but I had other clients, an intern, trips, trips booked. I was taking trips. I had a new office and I didn't have time to be depressed, but I was. I was trying to win while I waited for it to blow over, but depression does not blow over. I was in and out of the hospital because all of this was taking a toll on my health. So I really appreciate you guys for taking time out of your day to listen to part one of my cream talk. And I hope the parts of my story that I've shared has empowered, inspired, and encouraged you to win while you're waiting, no matter what season you're in. So please send me a message and let me know if you enjoyed this cream talk. And I'll let you guys in on a little bit of what part two is going to be about. Part two, I'm going to be talking about why I took off my ring, how I overcame depression, my office looking over downtown Cleveland, getting big bags, losing big bags, and getting big bags again, why I charge what I charge, and lessons I learned from being too private and how I was showing people how to treat me, and I didn't even know it. So I really appreciate you guys for being tuned in to part one I know your time is valuable. Time is money and money is time and we definitely don't want to waste it. So I appreciate you guys for being here with me and um, thank you guys so much for tuning into my very first cream talk. And I look forward to sharing part two with you guys soon. Have an amazing day.